Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 326, episode 2 of Dear Daily Vikings! A production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. <laughs> And it is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Yeah, yeah. Gets me every time. One more way in one more way in the future. February 2024. Hot damn. 22024. You know what that is? A lot of twos, Miles. I can tell you that much. Hey, it is. Too many twos. 22 twos. Is that a Jay-Z song? Anyway. Too many twos. uh, National Leadership Day. National Comfy Day. Get comfortable. Okay. Uh, but that's also probably some branding shit. Uh, National Muffin Day. I tell you this, Big Muffin is not behind that one. National Love Your Pet Day and National Cherry Pie Day. I think it warrants its own day. Hey, hey. Oh. she's mine. Yeah, yeah. And so on. And so she, on. You, like, so you can't forth. remember. What's that summer? She's, she's mine. My cherry Klein. It's called Cherry Pie. What is it? It's like, she's my sweet my guy. cherry pie. <laughs> She's my type of guy. <laughs> Can't remember. He's my type of guy. Super fly. Super fly. Well, speaking of bad singing, my name's Jack O'Brien, <laughs> a.k.a. This is Hudson News, you fucker. You'll be broke when we are done. <laughs> Pay your three paychecks for checks mixed. Watch you cry some more. Mm. And then 45 minute guitar solo just with my mouth. <laughs> that is courtesy of Lacaroni on the Discord. Little Kansas. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. And shout out to Hudson News Checks Mix. At least they're not consistent. No. I like that. Yeah. At least it's not $13 everywhere. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's- it was like I said, like I said, four ninety nine to LAX. Couldn't believe it. Right. I, I don't believe it. Okay. I can't believe it. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, 
Mr. Miles Gray! It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. the Lord of Lancashire. You already know. It's the real NoHo Hank, because I'm from NoHo, and you can take that to the bank. Uh, and I'm also bald, so that kind of also works, too. Anyway, shout out to uh, just me in North Hollywood. I'm At the time, I'm, 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 I'm not out. I'm, 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 in the, I'm in the real world right now. Uh, You're out and about out in ATL, Georgia. Yeah. What do we do for you? Exactly. I mean, yeah. If you look, like I said, I'm on that crypt tonight, uh, as everybody knows. So mm-hmm. find me there. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you. It does. Thank sound you so like much I for having have, me. Thank you so much. Sound for like me. I got a little jet lag, Joe Namath, in there. Is it, are you are you feeling a little lag? No, the three hours is nothing. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can I could care less about my. No, you know, I'm not. No, three hours isn't bad. I'm not like that one doesn't throw me off at all. Three hours. Yeah. Because it's kind of like the difference between like being a scumbag or having your shit together. It's like I don't know. I just yeah. kind of slept in late or. Or you come back and you're like, yeah, man, I'm ready to go at fucking six in the morning. I'm yeah. I'm mad at that. I like that. I like my inability to deal with time changes being having my shit together. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I'm saying the way it expresses itself. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like when you're up earlier, it's not like I'm like, fuck, I'm all right. up at like the, like a, you know, responsible morning person time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good for me because I'm not a morning person. Well, Miles, we're thrilled to be joined in our mm-hmm. third seat. By a very talented producer, musician, streamer, esports commentator, one of the very first people to work on this show with us. Yeah. He's constantly streaming everything because he is that bitch on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's our resident gaming expert. It's mm-hmm. DJ Daniel Goodman! Daniel! the DJ Daniel, a.k.a. East Coast Daniel, coming in live. Beep, beep, I'm walking here. It's the man from New York, live in the mix. Oh, no. That's Z100, Daniel. How is it going? My God. Z100 in the house. That was was incredible. That was good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And several other New York-related things. Is Z100 New York? I, I forget. Yes. Z, I've lived in so many. I had a Z93 in Dayton, okay. Ohio. Shout out to Z93. Wow. That was the cool stage when I okay. was like, you know, 12. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that brought me back, man. Well, Hell wait, yeah. so you're embracing, look, people who don't know, look, Daniel is, is West Coasting. You know, mm-hmm. he's born and raised in LA and now he's living. He's relocated to the Big to Apple. Big Apple. Mm-hmm. And now uh, you're calling we yourself? shouldn't give away. Actually, we shouldn't give away his location like that. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's he's a, in yeah, a big city <laughs> in the East Coast. You are in the you're in the Lower East Side, and you're <laughs> go on uh, mm-hmm. on House. Miles, we're not right? supposed to oh, let sorry, our yes. guests know that we have a tracker on them. Yes, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Wait, but you? I'm sorry. The thing that caught my attention is you're identifying as East Coast Daniel now, huh? It's just kind of a joke because now that I've moved to the East Coast, my friends have said I'm more salty and they call me East Coast Daniel anytime I <laughs> oh. push back even a little bit in the Discord. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Wow. Okay. Like, no, that's East Coast Daniel coming out. I'm yeah. Like, All right. Salty ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You Sorry, I had to wear a jacket today. All right. Tried to wear a jacket today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My feet became Tim's. It's crazy. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> Foot is a Tim now. It's all black Air Force One. Mm, yeah. Facts. Oh yeah, I, I'm really selling drugs out here with my all black forces. Ooh, there you go. Catch me on the corner. Have you? I don't know if you saw. There's like there's like this whole wave of like older people on social media who are discovering what the all like black on black Air Force One mm-hmm. means. There's like a teacher. I saw this like principal TikTok, which was mm-hmm. like, yeah, my students were like complimenting my sneaker game, and then some people just started being like, oh, you're trouble. And she's like, I, I thought I just had a cool sneaker on, and then I found <laughs> out this is a goon <laughs> shoe. <laughs> That's I was associated with referees and uh, priests. 
the right. fair. black on black sneaker. Right. Just right. Wait, priests sort. wear black on black sneakers? They're not wearing yeah. the leather shoe? I mean, they like sometimes, most often I'd say they wear the like etonic all black yeah medically shoe. designed all black mm. sneaker, yeah <laughs> you know, right, right, like, right. got like nurse shoes or whatever but right. i've definitely seen i always i i remember growing up in the church mm-hmm. thinking like why do priests and referees shop at the same shoe store <laughs> how come you never and how come you never see them together at the same time hey, I, wow. hey bro yeah i mean hey my so priest see, is is God's referee. You exactly, know what I'm saying? Stay, exactly. Hey, hey, Dan, I don't think I have to tell go. you this now that you're on the East Coast, but stay prayed up. Bro. Stay prayed up, man. Oh, stay I'll prayed stay. up, bro. Please, bro. All right. <laughs> bro. Mm-hmm. Stay prayed up. I doubled up. over. I doubled over in my chair. I'd <laughs> stay prayed up. That was stay prayed up. I mean, that's like a week and a half old at this point, but yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. I'm Rather than up. eat, pray, love, stay prayed up. Stay prayed yes. up. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Dan, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. (laughs) First, let's tell the listeners just like what what you're here to talk about today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can I can, you know, say we've been having AI and tech experts on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and they don't fuck all when we're like, when does a new GTA come out? (laughs) Thank you. Fucking answer. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Say that. Fucking loser. Doctor. Uh, why do you keep putting doctor in quotes when you, whenever you say Just it? because I didn't know. Uh, yeah, doctor, when's the new GTA come out then if you're so fucking smart? Hey, yeah. sing the lyrics to the ASAP Rocky song that was on the GTA 5 track soundtrack. Go, go, No. Okay. But yeah, you know, in between doom and gloom conversations about like job loss and uh, conversations asking, hey, you remember in Terminator 2 when Terminators like come with me if you want to live? Remember that? Is that going to oh. happen? <laughs> we we asked one. I think it was our first AI expert. Yeah. We asked him like, what made him hope hopeful. You know what? What's the good thing that AI could bring to the world? Right. And he was like, I, "I'm a gamer, and I hmm. think it's going to make games sick." Make yeah. Hmm. And so I'm just kind of viewing that you you are plugged into the world of gaming. Yes, I'm excited to talk to you about like where we're at in this moment. You know, mm-hmm. AI hasn't fully plugged into the gaming world but it seems like there's a lot of cool shit on the horizon mm-hmm. on its way so we're gonna talk about that we're gonna get a great gaming insiders point of view but before we do any of that bullshit dan <laughs> we do like to ask our guest what is something from your search history well uh recently my most recent one was ikea iket help reddit because let me tell you something, there's no better place to learn about the things you're doing wrong when you're building something on Ikea than to search the name of the device or thing plus help plus Reddit. Because yeah, when you're building five of the same cabinet and you fuck up the first one, you're like, I gotta, I have to see what I did wrong here and come back and try again. I have to see what Reddit has to say. Did you do? I yeah. had to I mean, as someone who would do a lot of like promotional marketing and have to mm-hmm. like buy cheap ikea stuff for a display i know this product well uh it's oh, a cabinet you? yes 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 and the two-door cabinet with shelf yeah or the even more minimal one which is like the right. one cube box that sometimes right. people yeah. would use for like a cool product display sure. uh, what what went wrong with I, I for me i believe that is a simple assembly but what exactly what had occurred it is it is a simple assembly. I will say the, the square, the small squares are are shockingly simple. They are. But the thing about the two-door shelf one mm-hmm. is that 
if you don't level those doors correctly, if you don't level that <laughs> oh. shelf correctly before you put those doors in, you're getting some doors that are like, like, yeah, like that. yeah, some doors that are like that. You look back and you're like, doors that are. What like did we what? do wrong? Off kilter. Doors that <laughs> wind. I can't. I can't see any doors that doing. doors that are like you close it and one is just a little bit above the other and it's enough so that it's like I can't look at that all the time. Yeah, they need to be level. Yeah, and. It's it's only when you go to Reddit and search the actual instructions that someone tells you, yeah, you know how they tell you to do it in this order? Don't do it in that order. Oh, Don't put shit. the little things that hold things in place in in the middle. Only do that at the end when you're holding everything in place. You have the doors level, then slip in the little black clips that hold everything in place. Because uh, otherwise, you will have it in not level. You won't have your doors set in yet, and the whole thing could look fucked up. And that's what happened. So, you know... A little disappointing argument later, we figured it out, and then we basically built four cabinets in the time it took us to build the first cabinet. Okay, wow. and you and you and your lovely partner did survive an IKEA debacle. We did, we did Good for yes, you. We Good did for you. Uh, yeah, because I know it was we. And you know what? We we uh, we're stronger for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, damn. But it was there good are to tears pouring down his face. <laughs> love to hear that. Love to hear that. <laughs> That's for you guys. Yeah. Were Were you able to? Like unbuild and re- reassemble the one that yeah. didn't because I've had some issues with IKEA stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. well, we're fucked now. The, yeah, yeah. Exactly. the wooden pin or the wo- the little wooden nub that held this in place <laughs> is irrevocably fucked. <laughs> yes. I, can't, I can't get that out. <laughs> we're yeah. we're done. This is just yeah. how we live now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, with a little flat iron or a um, yeah, flat iron screwdriver or no, what was it called? Flathead. Yeah, flat head. Flat. Flathead, Flathead, thank you. Flatiron is wow. I'm so New York pilled. I know. So fucking New York, dog. Fucking New York pilled over here. Flathead yeah. screwdriver. I was able to pull out some of those black pins and able to uh, kind of recenter the whole thing and then slip them back in. So it was no big deal. It just took a little bit of editing and a little bit of come on. Mm-hmm. Just What's that, that one? What's that one? The the Statue of Liberty head hey. screwdriver. Nah, nah, <laughs> Phillips. Phillips is Phillips head. Sorry, Sorry. I thought Sorry. it was the Statue of Liberty because I'm from New York me. here. You got me. I'm Yankees screwing in. head screwdriver. Yankees head, exactly. I'm more oh, of a man. Mets head screwdriver. Hey, hey. hey. Whoa, you living whoa, in whoa, the boroughs or something. <laughs> Anyways, this is wildly that. offensive to anybody from New York. <laughs> what I is... get beat up instantly on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't already. Anyway, hey, it's, the, it's the Flatiron screwdriver guy. Flatiron. <laughs> 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 Very oh, good. Man. You're going to park good. your car somewhere and turn around, and then when you come back, it's just going to be on bricks. Yep. And, oh, yeah. yeah that's mm. classic. Your zip car. They're going to they're, <laughs> they're break down your zip car, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's something you think is overrated? Overrated. Fancy chili crisp. I've been uh, seeing a lot of these uh, as I'm doing my shopping. I've been seeing a lot of Fly by Jing. I've been seeing a lot of these other chili crisp companies that are charging like $15 for a tiny little bottle of chili crisp. And I'm like, please scoot over Laogan Ma only, please. Getting a big old jar for the fridge. Because as you know, being a New York guy now, we had to rebuild an entire pantry. And one of the most crucial items in my pantry is, of course, the Laogan Ma chili crisp. If um, If it ain't got that face on it, bro. You know what I'm saying? We only do a we only do a big face chili crisp jars out here. Big faces only. Yeah, Yeah, but it was just one of those things where it's like you go to the store and you see like six different kinds that are all four times as much as a smaller or as like the same size bottle of Lao Gaman. Like why, why even do this? Why even try and sell this product that is so like far inferior to the OG OG Lao Gaman? So 
Shout out Laogan Ma. This is yeah. more like a, it's not it, the thing is, but the, here's the thing: it's like it's almost an underrated, but it's not because Laogan Ma is, I think, perfectly rated. It's that all of this other shit is completely overrated. Yeah, it's just one of those things too, where it's like if you're used to buying chili crisp or cooking with it, and then like mm-hmm. this, because I know like the person I think is is from uh, like Chengdu or so her family's from Chengdu who who does fly by Jing. Mm-hmm. where you're kind of like but there is already a version of that and i get the right. marketing's better for this but sure okay but that's how so yeah. many things are. yeah welcome to the new world man amen amen god the laogama uh, logo is like you know it, it, it's great like the woman is just looking without any <laughs> completely deadpan joy just yeah dead-eyed yeah yep. like just couldn't care less for me as I look like, at this, you know, just like oh, it's like, why are you interrupting me? I'm making chili crisp. It's like yeah. I needed to take a picture for the logo. It's so authentically like just something that could not have possibly been created in the United States. Right. No, <laughs> right. Yeah. exactly. Well, because you need sort of like this happens like I feel like with my old older Asian relatives, they don't know how to pose for a picture, like <laughs> pose for one. You know what I mean? They'll, sure. they'll yeah. be in a fucking picture, but they don't know. They don't pose. Like, I feel right. like every time I take, like, pictures of my aunts and uncles, they're just like, and we're looking at the camera, and yeah. it's over. <laughs> but there's no, like, cheese, like, let me do a, like, fucking right. pose or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this one just truly has, when you're looking mm-hmm. off camera, too, like, <laughs> like she is on the jar, it, it's yeah, a power Yeah, just, like, thousand-yard stare, no yeah. smile. Like, not a, not a face that is not currently smiling, a face that has not smiled <laughs> in maybe decades. Just yeah, like, the furrowed <laughs> brow is like, sorry, I got my eye on a batch I'm cooking up right now. Truly, Are we done here? Truly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I need to get cooking. Mm. There's also, a, there's a European, maybe it's... I, I don't know exactly. I, I I saw it a lot in Italy, but a European beer brand that I drank a lot when I was young and in Italy. And the guy on the logo appears to be weeping into his beer. <laughs> like he he looks so. Oh, sad. Moretti, got a, great. Yeah, Moretti. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What he's that got guy, like the like, mug like this. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. He's like just couldn't couldn't look any sadder. But in rules. America, like you look at the Quaker Oats guy, and yeah, he. Like, he's just, like, he looks so pleased to see you. And it's just, like, yeah, yeah that, that was probably, you know, it went through a huge round of design and focus group testing. Like, can we make his smile a little bit more serene? A little yeah. bit more, like, just letting you know everything's going to be all right and that, that death doesn't come for us all? Could we, <laughs> we just let him? And that's what I get from the Quaker Oats guys. Like, what if we, what if we got somebody that. whose smile was so serene that even though he looks like the poltergeist guy, he, like, kind of erases <laughs> your memory of the poltergeist right. guy? And he's just, like, happy, ha- gives you happy memories of the poltergeist guy. Amazing. All right, what is, uh, what's something you think is underrated? This one was easy. Buffalo chicken dip. Now, I know some of you are thinking, I think it's perfectly rated. I think people really like it. And I'm like, I agree with you. However, I see it at far too few Super Bowl parties, at far too few Fourth of Julys, at far too few events where buffalo chicken dip would be a perfect thing to have on your appetizer table. You could take a scoop, put it on your plate, dip it yourself. You could take a chip straight to the Le Creuset or whatever kind of pot you have it in. Literally just like you need to be having buffalo chicken dip at so many of these different occasions because it is a 100% hit rate dip. It combines buffalo chicken taste wings that, you know, are, I think, one of the 
most favorable finger foods there are. God, it's dip. Chicken wings yesterday. So I'd good. love to hear that. Yeah. Okay, more on that in a second. It's a dip, so it's he's so easily accessible, something you can eat as much of or as little of as you want. Just want a little bit of buffalo chicken dip? Take mm-hmm. one chip to it, and boom, you've had your taste, and it's good. It also only has four ingredients, and that right there is enough to make it one of the best dips you can possibly have. It is so easy to make. It takes 10 minutes. You can get everything at literally any grocery store. Yeah. And it's goaded. Buffalo chicken dip, underrated. It should be okay. at every party. Wow. My wow. my one complaint with uh Buffy Chicky Dip is it when it gets cold, yeah. it gets it gets uh pretty solid. It, it makes it hard yeah. for my chips. You you to gotta dip. it's one of those things that you may have to throw back in the oven. I've yeah. done that before. Where yeah, I've where yeah. I've made a big old thing of buff chick dip. We've gotten halfway through, it's gotten halftime of the Super Bowl. We're watching Rihanna and we're like, I think mm. we need to throw this back in the oven while we're watching yeah. Rihanna. And then we take yeah. it out for the third quarter and people are like, Ooh, revitalize. Oh. But you're absolutely right. You're 100% Hell right. yeah. It gets thick quick. Yeah. Thick it, quick. It, mm. That's thick the hard, quick. that's the only thing, that's the only, only knock against it. Because mm. like there are times you pull up, you're like, oh, there's buffalo chip in, uh, chicken dip. And then you break your fingers. You try <laughs> to dip something <laughs> yeah, in it. And you're like, right. what the fuck? And you're like, and you're then right. like, that's why you should have came when it came out, man. That's fair. It takes management. But you know what? I think you could say something similar about most hot dips. Hot dips in general have that quality where yeah. it's like, it is their melty yeah. quality that makes them good. And once they get to that solid or that like room temp, you're like this this spinach artichoke dip needs to go back in the needs to go back in yeah. a little bit or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it is kind of the quicker, thicker, chipper, chicker dipper. Mm-hmm. Nailed but it. It, <laughs> TM. Sorry, I was working Trademark. that out over here on my uh, math sheet, <laughs> my, my scrap paper. I did say four ingredients, though. I'm just going to share them with anybody who's hearing this and doesn't want to go look it up for themselves or find some overcomplicated chicken dip that's going to tell you to do too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One whole rotisserie chicken, two packets of cream cheese, the regular kind, or whatever kind you want. You can go less fat if you, you want said to. You packets? I'm, yeah, like, you know, you know, when you get, like, one of those, you know, like a Bricks. square, like a rectangle, a brick. Two bricks. Like a rectangular oh, yeah. brick. Bro. Yeah. Okay. Hey, use the real fucking language, bro. Two bricks. <laughs> yeah, the fucking Philly. Cream the Philly brick, bro. <laughs> two Philly, Philly bricks. Two Philly bricks. Yeah. Two Philly two bricks. Two Philly bricks. cheese. One cup of Frank's Red Hot. One cup of ranch. No. Nope. Nope. Mix it all together. No? Can't Whatever. do Frank's Red Hot. Sorry. Okay. Well, okay. Then any kind of specifically vinegar-based hot sauce, if you want to go crystal, Louisiana or crystal, Red Rooster crystal, or anything crystal, like that, crystal, also crystal, crystal, crystal totally crystal, works as well. That's okay. fine. Sorry. I just had to add that. Am I anti-Frank? Mm-hmm. It's important. No, I, I appreciate that. It's important. Blue cheese crumbles. And the blue cheese crumbles are strictly to sprinkle throughout. So you take the rotisserie chicken, strip it down, throw it in there. Then you throw in the cream cheese, make sure it's room temp so it's easier to spread. Then you throw in the ranch and the hot sauce, really mix that up. And then when you're plating it, do a bottom layer, buffalo cheese crumble, or buffalo, uh, sorry, blue cheese crumbles, another layer, blue cheese crumbles, another layer, blue cheese crumbles. And if you want to top it off with some other shredded cheddar or some other mix, go off. I don't think it needs it. But that's your buffalo chicken dip. Throw it in the oven, 20 minutes at 400. You're good. And you are going to want to br- carry those bricks of Philly in a briefcase. In a briefcase. And exchange oh, yeah. those for Kerrygold butter pads. There you go. Like you that, go. which we fair have trade. discussed, is a fair currency. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, currency yeah. of this podcast. And also, yeah, it, when you buy the bricks at the store, if they're not saran wrapped in Vaseline, that's yeah. not the right kind, bro. You don't You're going to have to cut those with it's a little cut. pocket knife and case them. There Put your finger in there. Exactly. exactly. And then go, nah, this shit's, <laughs> been, your gums. this shit's been stepped on like a fucking tap dancing stage, bro. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
Let's, uh, by the way, I, I was hoping this would be our dumbest expert episode. And I think we're, I think we're <laughs> well is. on track. We're, we're in a good place <laughs> to, to make this possible. Thanks. All right. Let's, uh, let's take, not that you're our dumbest expert, but. I probably I just, am. Let's be real. <laughs> no, the one where we indulge our zanier sides, yeah, where yeah. we're not, Great. we're not caught in between having serious conversations with academics or high-minded people who barely know us. <laughs> and we thread the needle of like, okay, don't put them off so much that they're like, there that was go. a waste of my time. <laughs> T-1000 or the Arnold. Who you got? There you go. Yeah. Who you who got? You got? <laughs> hey, doctor, who you got? Are we going to talk about my my Nobel Prize winning work? Yeah, yeah, in a second, in a second. Yeah, yeah. And that's but why do you I want to ask you who you, you got? Th- you think when she was holding onto that chain link fence when the when the blast hits that she could still be holding onto the, the gate and be like, ah, and then the, the flesh is coming off her bones? I think she just blow right off the fence, right, doctor? Or is it a Crypt Keeper situation? I mean, giving <laughs> Crypt Keeper vibes. What do we got? <laughs> That shit turns her into a Crypt Keeper right fast. Love it. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, You'll have access to leading edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at alienware.com slash deals. That's alienware.com slash deals. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX-1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX-1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. 
Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. And we're back. And yeah, so I don't know. I have this like two ways of thinking of AI and like technological progress in general. On the one hand, when it's like, coming from a corporate overlord and they're like it's gonna make it's gonna make humans irrelevant uh, it's gonna make everything so fast and easy it kind of becomes nightmarish and reductive but when i hear first of all when i just hear anybody talking about actually working with the ai the thing that gets them excited is like i get to play with this thing like it's fun right. to play with and then, right. yeah, like as we were saying before, when our AI experts came on, they were like, they're going to be f- like, AI is going to make video games more fun to play. Like it's, you're going to have a toy that can like kind of be your own little playmate that gets better and more fun to play with. But just generally, I guess, before we get into the future of gaming, I was curious if you could give us just like a snapshot overview where we at right now. 30 seconds. Go. No, I'm just uh, joking. But, uh, <laughs> well, no, I appreciate that. Please tell and Jack I, where he is. He's confused. Yeah. <laughs> no, where are we at? Mexico or Egypt? I'm not quite sure. So, <laughs> okay, okay, Mr. President. That, that is where half the games are set right now. No. So, you know, when you sent me the prompt for this episode, it did send me on an interesting path of kind of exploring where AI was in video games. And I thought it was important to kind of set up, like you were asking for, where video games are now and actually what the last four or five years of video games have been to get to the point where we are now. Because the short answer to your question is, we are actually on the cusp of AI really taking a place in video games. We are seeing it ever so slightly in something we're going to talk about later, a very popular game right now called Pal World. And I'm sure that there are some listeners who are saying, oh, I know what this is going to be about. And some of you are saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'll also the say open this. world Pal Gasol game where you, you can nailed it. different yep. versions of Pal Gasol. <laughs> Pal right? Gasol. Pa- yeah. Pal Gasol. <laughs> oh, no. Pal World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm familiar. <laughs> I've been saying they needed to invent this for a long time. Yeah, and then so. you're raising Kobe's daughters as your own. <laughs> <You're really cool. laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Jesus. anyway. Oh, no. No, I mean, so, there's, there's so much. Never mind. People who don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. I just want to talk about how video games used to be. What what video games were like for me growing up and for most people growing up. Video games were $60, $50 to $60 for one video game. What you played really depended on what your friends were playing. I bought a console because all my friends were playing X. I bought my first console because a lot of my friends were playing Mario and Zelda. And then a bunch of my friends were playing Final Fantasy, but I missed out on that because I didn't have a PlayStation. I had an N64. (laughs) Then I got a PlayStation 2 because a lot of my friends were playing Devil May Cry and games like that. But because of that, I missed out on Super Smash Bros. Melee because I didn't have a GameCube. Mm -hmm. This story is kind of tale as old as time because, you know, I think most kids probably grew up in a one console at a time household. To those who had multiple consoles, you know, props to you. I'm happy to hear that. Most of us read a one thing. So many friends, but they didn't really like you. They were they all did, at they your didn't house really like you. And exactly. They didn't really like you. <laughs> exactly. 
Another thing that was a big part of the, you know, kind of origins of multiplayer video gaming was very limited internet connectivity. It wasn't until the OG Halo 2, one of the very first console games to offer online connectivity in multiplayer, that people were really starting to play with each other outside of their couches and outside of their houses. And that's kind of how gaming used to be. Gaming was very much playing on your couch with your friends. It was, I have this console, that's all I can play. I got this because all my friends are playing this. It was very limited. It was not very, it wasn't a super democratized place because it was so focused on what you had or what your friends had. And like, you know, I don't want to say peer pressured, but you wanted to play with your buds. So you kind of had to adhere to what was the thing at the time. And that's what gaming really used to be. And over the last couple of years of gaming, we have seen an incredible shift in that dynamic. We have seen a huge push for things being cross-platform, things being on not just Xbox and PlayStation, but also on mobile phones, on Switch, on PC, Mm -hmm. being able to play with anybody anywhere, thanks to games like Fortnite or even PUBG to a certain extent. We also saw the rise in esports, people being able to participate in the culture of video games without actually having to play them, being able to watch people. And esports even goes into like Twitch streaming and stuff like that. The culture of video games being something that you can participate in even if you don't have that console, even if you don't have time to play that game. You can still participate because you have access to what that game looks like, what it feels like, because you're watching pros or you're watching somebody do a Let's Play. We've also seen different genres of video games create a world that works for pretty much everybody. And what I mean by that is there's people that look at video games as strictly things like Call of Duty or Madden. It's like your simulation shooting or sports video game experience. But in the last couple of years, we've seen games like The Last of Us. We've seen games like Baldur's Gate 3. We've seen games like Death Stranding, these single-player experience games that offer some of the most rich storytelling, some of the most avant-garde art, ever seen in video games and some of the most deep kind of character creative experiences allowing hundreds of different permutations of experiences such that your experience playing the same game could be completely different to somebody else's you're seeing the world of video games open up doors for anybody who wants to get into them in any capacity it's not just about what your friends have anymore it's about how you want to experience this new storytelling art form in any capacity you want to and those, those are what the last couple of years have really, really opened up for video games. Another thing that has opened up is the ability to create video games. Another thing that you asked me about, and you know, a little, spo- not spoiler alert, but a little behind the curtain for everybody here. Jack had a bunch of questions that were put into the doc that we have for this episode. And they were awesome, awesome questions. And I do want to get to all of them. Oh but God, I want- Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to lay this groundwork for like where video games have been and where they are now, because that is kind of crucial to understanding why certain things are important or like why certain games become important and, and why they enter the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. So what I want to start with first is the genre of the Battle Royale. In 2017, a game called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds came out. It was a modified version of Arma 3 by this dude who went by Player Unknown. I can't remember his real name right now. I could look it up later. I'm not going to. It's not important because his, his title as Player Unknown is really what's important. The Battle Royale genre is a game where 100 people drop into an open world at the same time pick up weapons off the ground, and shoot each other till there's one last person standing. When you're that last person standing, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And the reason that game is so important is because it brought us the Fortnite that we know today. Right. 
Fortnite, Fortnite is just basically that, right? Like Fortnite it? is just basically that. But the reason that Fortnite is so important to this equation is because not only did Fortnite see what was going on with that, Fortnite was part of the reason that was even able to happen. Fortnite is made by the company Epic Games. Epic Games created what's called the Unreal Engine. And the Unreal Engine is how a lot of video games are made. PUBG was made on the Unreal 4 engine. We are now currently on the Unreal 5 engine. And so Epic Games was making money off of every Battle Royale that was made on Unreal 4. Basically, it was making money off of PUBG, being like, damn, there's a lot of money coming off this shit. Right. We have to completely transfer. Player unknown battle. Player unknown battlegrounds. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. We have to change what we're doing and make Fortnite that. Fortnite originally in its open beta was not that at all. It was still this whole building game, but it was kind of like a build yourself a big tower to survive waves and waves of these like Pixar like looking zombies who are going to attack your base. That was the original game. It was called Save the World. Then they made the battle royale, like and truly the rest is history. Bit, right. It is kind of, I mean, like a little Minecrafty, kind of like a tower defense, Minecraft kind of thing. And the building was just super unique. Yeah. But that genre unlocked something for a lot of people. Because what what that said was, there's shooting, there's building. Why are we not mixing genres more often? Why are we not taking these kinds of games that exist already and just kind of combining them? Right. Why aren't we like putting two things together to make this kind of new genre of game? Because it doesn't necessarily have to be pret- super pretty. It honestly doesn't even need to run well. It's if the concept itself is unique, that's going to make people want to play it. And then the money is going to come in from that, and then we can just keep going. And that's like a big part of where games are going today in general. Like mashing up genres. Mashing up genres. Or right. like taking advantage of new technology, like fa- greater connectivity. Exactly. Exactly. Because well, so, every, everything I see ahead. from uh, no, just everything I see from Unreal Engine Five is like frightening. <laughs> it's <laughs> so nuts. Much better. It's nuts like, how it's such a huge step in how like like ray tracing and the light, mm-hmm. like all the mechanics of how lighting is perceived in games and stuff like that. I didn't realize that that was sort of the inroad for for them to be like. Oh man, like look at what they're doing with the tools that we've created. Let's exactly. just iterate on this. And what exactly. that's just and so that's because for me, I'm mostly like a tent pole triple A sort of I'm an old head. You know, like I come sure. from the era of like Nintendo Power and a magazine was like, These are the three games that come out this year. And they're like, Yes. Totally. Versus <laughs> now. And I always hit you up too because I'm so off like I'm not like I just don't pay attention to indie games or other titles or things that because in my mind, I'm like, free means it's bad. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Rather than exactly. free means it's also ubiquitous and it's now has the largest user base and they have other ways to make money. But exactly. yeah, I've, I have many sort of points of ignorance when it comes to sort of like understanding like like where this is headed. So now, because of that, it sort of normalized this idea of like, well, let's take all the elements we know of games and we start making games like this versus like, I drew this character during an acid trip. Right. And I think this could be like the whole exactly. franchise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one of the AI innovations that feels like it makes the most sense to me, I guess, is that it might affect people's ability to like code quickly, write code quickly. That's mm-hmm. something that you hear people who can write code talk about. But I guess like which would make it more possible, like easier for somebody with a vision Right. To like build a game, right? right? Without the backing of like these AAA companies. Totally. 
But yeah, so I, I'm always intrigued by just hearing about like indie games that mm-hmm. are doing cool, like intriguing new things about like what what it means to play games. Yeah. But are there, you know, what what are what are some of the games, some of the mashups that you've seen recently that you see on the horizon that are changing video games from a medium where you control a little fucker who runs around on an imaginary world and picks up coins? Exactly. <laughs> That's the only one that I know. <laughs> exactly. I'm a bit of an old head myself. <laughs> bit of an old, bit of an old um, head myself. I love it. <laughs> so there's, you know, I, I want to say that while there are a lot of these games that are, you know, true mashups, I think it's also important to highlight the games that are still revolutionizing these in just like mainstay genres single-player RPG games, which feels like ground we have tread so much over and over and over, just to shout out Baldur's Gate 3 again, is like a whole new thing. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Alan Wake 2, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, a sequel to Star Wars, uh, the the last, um, oh my God, Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. one of the best Star Wars games yet. It's like, we're still, and even Spider-Man 2, the Spider-Man Ooh. 2018 game, and then Spider-Man 2 that came out this year, we're taking this genre of single-player game and just keep on refining it and making better and better games, taking ground that feels like it's already so tread, and then still making something absolutely incredible. And by the way, all those games I just listed were just from last year. Like, right. 2023 was such an absolutely Huge. mind-blowing year for video games. But so you said like for, Baldur, Baldur's Gate three, like what? Yeah, you, maybe the best RPG of all time in sure. your notes here. Like what makes it that? Like what? It, what are you finding yourself doing in that game? Like what? What's mind blowing about it? So Baldur's Gate three is basically a video game version of Dungeons and Dragons. It plays entirely on the Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition, fifth like extended edition rule set, and so what feels like this kind of very like you know rule based sitting with your friends looking through books kind of game experience has been turned into this super deep world with a seemingly infinite number of possibilities when you're playing you create your own character you're choosing from a bunch of different races and abilities and and like you know classes and all this stuff and you are creating your own experience by how you interact with the world around you all based within the rule set of dungeons and dragons and a lot of people will hear dungeons and dragons and be like i'm not about that shit too complicated there's a way that this game offers you so many controls and makes a super, super complex multi-book rule set into something that is much easier to kind of control and understand. Right. And that challenge in itself was such an undertaking that Baldur's Gate 3 hit so well that it has just completely taken over the RPG game. And by the way, RPG is short for role-playing game. So you're picking your role and playing through it in this world. Baldur's Gate is a three-act game. You're playing in three different like places in the game. It's multiple places, but you're going through three acts. It's a three-act story. And as you play through it, you make choices that completely affect your entire playthrough. And everybody's experience is different depending on what choices you make or where you go. And it's not the kind of thing where it's like, I chose one of three paths. It's Anybody who I've talked to who's played the game has played it a different way with a different outcome. I'm talking hundreds of yeah. different ways. Are you like playing with more. people, like just other people? Sure. Or is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can play you can play as a team of four, or, and this is the big thing, you can play by yourself offline. You don't even need to be online. 
And that's oh, something well. that just feels like it doesn't exist anymore in gaming. This kind of like truly right. single player offline experience when so many other games like require you to be online. You can play couch co-op. You can play with somebody right next to you. Like you can just play it together or play it completely by yourself and have this unique experience and play around with these pre-made characters that have their own storylines that you can even you can even romance. You can be like, you know, one of them is a a cleric who can turn into a bear and you can you can have sex with the bear. You can have sex with the bear. <laughs> a druid, not a cleric. You can have sex with the bear. You can have sex, can with, have the sex with the bear. You can have sex with I the mean, bear. Le- there. You know? I mean uh, I mean, come on. That, that is on the front of the game. That is on the front. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that, you can have sex with the bear. Goes, you you yeah, can have game. sex with the bear. You can have sex with the bear. But back to the question you were asking about these new types of games, you're also seeing these indie ga- you're also seeing like different types of games getting a new life to them. I'm sure you guys have heard of games like Pokemon or Magic the Gathering. I'm talking card games nope. yeah. where and you nope. have it there you uh, go. go. Well, ahead. you have a deck. Of cards. <laughs> Leave them behind. Leave them behind, Daniel. Leave there you them go. Behind. You got a deck of cards. It's too late Each for him. card is either like you know, it, it gives no, you the know. power to do something. Explain it has mana an ability. to him. I think there he's you go. We're talking, explain mana yes. to him. <laughs> exactly. Let's go step anyway, by step. the point is, because, like card games have existed on you know in, in video games as well. You've had like Hearthstone, even the Magic the Gathering has its own online game. But now you have a new version called Marvel Snap that you play on your phone, and it's a new take on the card battler. You even have a game made by Riot Games who makes League of Legends. It's called Team Fight Tactics, and it almost plays like a card game that also plays like chess. Some people call it auto chess. And like you may remember from Star Wars A New Hope when Chewie and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi are playing that like chess game where like on the, the little like, on the, the round guys, board and the holographic yeah. things. That is this game. But wow. imagine that you have like cards with abilities and you're placing your little tokens on a board and depending on where they're placed, you just watch them battle it out. It's an auto chess style game. Completely new. Never existed before like four years ago. Just a completely different style of game. You have these indie games like this new one that just came out called Lethal Company where it's honestly just a a spooky game where you walk around these completely barren lands picking up ingredients to go sell them but there's no map all your communication is through your in-game microphone your weird spaceman and you could be attacked by aliens at any moment that game is not a genre that exists it's not like a, oh yes of course just like this other game or whatever right. it's these kind of just like like concept games that people have the ability to make because they're so much because they're like smaller because they don't take as much work Another example is this other game, Phasmophobia, which is a ghost hunting game. You walk into a building with a walkie-talkie, and you're like, hello, are you here? And depending on if the ghost hears you, it might respond to you. Nah, you might you see know, with I don't, your flashlight. I don't like that concept because <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah. Also, it doesn't, it doesn't I, interest us, and that's why we were going to ask you to stop talking about it. Because okay. it doesn't scare us, and it doesn't even make us like interested. We're just like, like stop what's talking that game? about it. It's what's that game called so I can not remember it ever? Yeah, exactly. Phasmophobia. No thanks. Can I ask you a serious question, though, Daniel? Yes. Good ghost. Okay, so like, there's this scene in Terminator 2 where Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> he's trying to figure out what's going on and whether or not Edward Furlong's family is okay. And he asks him what his dog's name is. And he goes, hey, Janelle, what's wrong with Wolfie? And then she's like, Wolfie's just fine. And he goes, your foster parents are dead. Is, <laughs> is that kind of like gaming inside the Terminator's brain? Is that the kind of AI yes. stuff we can? Thank okay, you cool. for Sorry, asking yes. the question. Perfect. And this is Perfect. this is why we're good because like that's the question that every listener was actually thinking right then. How did he figure that out? Hey, go. What's your dog? He goes. He goes. He goes. What's your dog's name? And he goes. How? What's wrong with the fucking straight up game Wolf theory? That shit. Games dude. him right there. Gamed him right there. Um, but the dog's name. He just asked him what it was, and then he said yeah. a different name. Are said there a different name? But he knew. 
Are there any so right now with AI though? Now back to back to the sure. the non-serious stuff. Um, <laughs> yes. Like, are is AI a being used to speed along the development games, or we're not quite there yet, or are people just using? Are they cutting corners with AI? Because I'm still like, because I know in the in the episode that Jack's talking about with Doctor Joao Sadoc, he was talking about how like the cape of like it could make NPCs much richer like a much more oh, rich yeah. environment when you have mm-hmm. non-playable characters have like mm-hmm. these kinds of you know chat bot levels of intellect mm-hmm. or whatever or intelligence whatever you want to call it right but like in who tricked like, new york times author columnists into thinking that they want to fuck him yeah <laughs> right. hot oh my but, like, god what wanted me to leave my wife like, how much <laughs> ai is being used to either develop games like to speed things along or Mm -hmm. to integrate that with like actual characters involved or how much is just using ai to just rip other stuff off and then be like here's a game so i rip off a a a really contemporary example of exactly what you're talking about unfortunately in the cutting corners ripping stuff up department is this game pal world yeah pal world is game developed pal pal world Pal World is a new game for uh, Xbox and PC developed by a company called Pocket Pair, whose last game was called Craftopia. And Pal World is more or less an open world crafting survival Pokemon game. And you open up this game, you press play, and you wake up on a beach surrounded by three Pokemon that I'll just say this. If you were somebody who played the first Pokemon and you're like, well, I know the first 150 Pokemon pretty well. I know what they all look like, but I haven't played in years. And there's literally been hundreds of Pokemon since then. There's no way that you could tell the difference between the creatures, the pals in this game and Pokemon of today. They're so it's not real Pokemon. They, they no, did not like, work Pokemon. with Pokemon. Uh-huh. They, they no, just they did not at all. Yeah, yeah. In fact, okay. the CEO of Pal World's developer, Pocket Pair, He's huge into AI generation. He had a whole series of tweets about how, you know, honestly, using GPT-4 will make game development so much faster. Here, here's a list of Pokemon that I just developed by, you know, talking to GPT and having it, you know, generate all these images. And this is really well documented online of him just talking about how great this generation quality is. And it's raising, here's the thing, it's raising a ton of suspicion because it's like the CEO of the game company is like, look how easy this is to do. And then they release a game is a survival crafting game, which is very popular right now, and I can talk about that in a sec. But these Pokemon characters, they just these pals rather, they just don't look that different from Pokemon Dude, at all. They're so. Have you seen that one RDC World sketch? No, you know. Okay, but you know RDC. You know RDC World. It's like no. the, the, those black sketch comedians that like they'll usually do stuff that'll wrap up like an NBA season. They'll be like inside oh, okay. the 76ers locker room and like they just do kind of character. But anyway, okay. they had one about Pal World and it was like a sketch where the dude was playing the lawyer for them. He's oh, like, he's no, like dude, what? <laughs> he's like, look at He's like, bro, these are Pokemon. What are you Literally. doing? Literally. These are not even, this is not, and it, yeah, it seems so blatant where I'm like, how can you even, like, I, I guess like to, to someone like, I, I'm familiar with Pokemon, I didn't play it, but I know the characters right. and I know the style very well. So when I see it, I'm yeah. like, how can this stand? Yeah. It's, it's the kind of thing where I think it's, it's, it's one of those things where I, you see it a lot in movies a little bit. You see it in TV a little bit where there are these concepts that are very, very popular. I know there's times where we've seen two movies that are very similar come out around the same time that are like, you know, the, like the one that it was that movie that was like Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and that like 
Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached. Bam. Thank you. Two movies that are The Illusionist and The Prestige. Boom. Exactly. Deep Impact Armageddon. Boom. Thank you very much. Classic. E.T. Mac and Me. Boom. Boom. There we go. These kinds of games. Can you tell that we're more comfortable thinking about movies than video games? Uh, Yes. Yes. I would keep doing this for 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I made the right example. Your foster parents are dead. Boom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is what's happening tricky. with video games right now. This is what happens where there's a concept that comes out. And if right now it's called survival crafting. You had a game like Valheim. Doesn't mean anything, but it's Viking crafting survival. You have V Rising, which is Dracula crafting survival. You had Fortnite, which made their <laughs> own as a collab with Lego. That's Lego crafting survival. Pal wow. World is Pokemon crafting survival. Another one is Enshrouded, which is like witches and wizards crafting survival. They're all the exact same game that are trying to drill down into what do people really want to play that's some variation of the style of game. Is Minecraft the, the original crafting survival? Yes, it is. Okay. Minecraft so it's all is the OG, like OG, OG. Minecraft. Because that was like the a thing that... Like that Minecraft took me a little while to get my head around because I'm like, wait, what, why are people building though? Yes, like that's exactly. that's not the point of the <laughs> video game. We play something someone else built. Why yes. why they build why this. they build. But the then I thought that about I... that level of an excite bike where you can mm-hmm. build your own excite bike course. Come on. And then I was like, let's go. There let's fucking go. Excite bike course is the OG Minecraft. Thank yes. you. And yeah. that's why I started with PUBG in twenty seventeen. Because that was when games were really starting, not easy to make, but there was so much more efficiency in making games that Fortnite was able to be like, oh, this is the thing we need to do. So it's not just Battle Royale, it's Battle Royale with building. Then Apex Legends was Battle Royale, but it's 3v3 and the maps are hyper-realistic and we're also adding these abilities. And you just had this series and series of Battle Royale games after Battle Royale games. There was a Battle Royale game with Magic, Battle Royale game with like those top-down. Battle Royale was another one of these genres that everybody was trying to tackle. And it just, this is what video game development is right now. You right. see people taking a genre that is very popular and just drilling, drilling down. I think I use the word plaguing the video game space with the exact kind of game over and over again until players get tired of it. And then like a year later, the perfect version comes out. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's what we should be playing. Right. Yeah. It's almost like it's like the same way we've seen like online sketch comedy and stuff mm. evolve too. Where right. like especially TikTok. Like I yeah. just think back like <laughs> let me just go back about 13 years. It's 2011. Yeah. And we had we had some shit called shit blank people say. There you as go. A comedy <laughs> form. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was yeah. first like shit black guys say or shit yeah. LA people say. And then it basically turns like, oh shit, we have a format now. We can adapt to whatever the fuck we're really into. And now I feel like that's what's like to your point about these survivor yeah. builder games too. It's like the shit Pokemon people say. This is the survivor exactly. builder, blah, blah. Like, Precisely. And, which totally makes sense because now our. You know, we have the ability for our tastes to be so specific. And because of the ease of development, developers are also able to kind of meet people where they're at. They're like, oh, okay, I see what y'all, yeah. y'all want. How about that? I can yeah, cook 100%. something up. It might not be the finished thing, but it's we're like it's all building towards this sort of style or, or I don't know, just the way the ideation has changed. And I think that's probably because like with comedy before the Internet, it was more like, well, what do the people in these five shows think comedy is? And that was informing right. comedy versus right. the Internet being like, Nah, man, everybody can get in now and we can yeah. now find audiences for every kind. So I, I see a lot of yeah. parallels with that. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll be right back. Uh-huh. 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, You'll have access to leading edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com slash deals. That's Alienware.com slash deals. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX-1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX-1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX-1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. And we're back. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point, Miles, about the like democratization of all these different forms of media. Like, I feel like with movies, we've seen like there was a lot of excitement around like, oh, man, there's like all these sketch groups online and like that, you know, you're discovering new talent that way. And that but I feel like that's like kind of gone away oh, a yeah. little bit. But with gaming, I feel like I could see that just theoretically not not knowing much about the industry at all but like that's mm -hmm. what is exciting to me is that like w as coding becomes more and more you know boosted by ai like it, it feels like it's going to be easier and easier for people to like everybody to like come up with a an idea like an iteration on an existing game and just like mm -hmm. make it happen as opposed to with movies i feel like it's still 
you still need like good performances, right? Yeah. You still need yeah. like these things that are hard to get. And like usually you need a lot of money. So like For gaming real. is still this like writing based idea based thing that mm-hmm. I could see in the near future just becoming like more democratic than any of the other like major forms of media. Yeah. I want to highlight one other thing about the gaming space right now that I think is really fun and is is what kind of like adds to the or what adds to the what I started with about how it is so open to any kind of experience you want to have. There's lots of games that are developed these days that are developed by one person just because they're super excited about this one prospect. A right. very famous example is a game called Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is developed by one person. I wrote down this person's name, Eric Concerned Aped Barone. Now, Eric made this one game himself as a farming simulator, but it's also slightly a relationship Jack, simulator. Don't laugh, also, it's he's Italian. <laughs> wow. Eric Concerned I was Aped Barone. Pr- pronunciation. Yeah, Barone. Concerned Aped. Ape. Concerned Ape. Wait, and why is he concerned ape? That's not like that's just, that's just his right? username, concerned ape. It's kind of okay. like player unknown. Yeah, but yeah I just okay, can't I'm remember just player sure. name. It wasn't like an NFT play. There you go, exactly. Stardew Valley, a game developed by one person, as of 2022, has sold 20 million copies. It's a game that struck a nerve with people who wanted to make a farming simulator type game. And it's just one person who's doing something they love at a time when a genre wasn't exactly like it's that is not a game that was a drilled down version of a genre that was super, super popular at the moment. That was just something that struck people really strongly. Another genre of game or another developer who made a game that, again, was not something that people something people were looking for is a guy named Bennett Foddy. He's made a web game you may have heard of called Quop, Q-W-O-P. Yeah, the running one. The running one. He developed the running game where all you have is QWOP to control the knees and legs of a runner. And your point is to do a 100 meter dash. And it is so poorly controlled. It is so punishingly slow and stupid (laughs) that people love doing it because it's just so hard to do. He made another game called Getting Over It, where you are a naked person sitting in a, a black kettle with a hammer and your whole goal is to climb up a mountain by using your hammer to propel yourself up the mountain and the entire time bennett Foddy is narrating why you shouldn't be doing this and why it's frustrating and how punishing the whole process is where does that fit on the scale of these video games how is that a battle royale like Fortnite, how or right. Fortnite? How is that like a farming simulator like Stardew Valley? It's not. This is a guy who has a passion for making these unique experiences. The ability to do so just by being a coder and with these gaming tools. I think he made it in Unity, which is another engine similar to the Unreal Engine, and just decided to make this game that has now sold millions of copies. It is another. It sounds one of these like games he also that, profoundly hates humankind. You like, might say that. Like a Larry David style outlook on yes. humanity. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. What's wrong with you? Fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> you got something it's a better great game. to do? Everybody should play it. <laughs> Dude, Quop is wild. I I missed looking like Jordan Belfort Belfort on Quaaludes trying to run <laughs> on that thing. Been my man. Yeah. It's just one of these things where it's like, you know, the world of video games almost feels you know, less like TV and movies and almost like the world of music where the tools to create it have become so easy to access that like while you have people who are making, who are trying to be the next 
Taylor Swift or trying to be the next Dead Mouse or trying to be the next Kendrick Lamar. You have people who are also just like, I made this weird song and all of a sudden that sound pops. All that you have people who are a hundred gecks comparatively, or you have right. people who are just doing something that is complete, who's so different and completely off the wall. You're Sophie's of the world. You're like, you're, you know, I don't know. Who's another like very peculiar or like unique artist right now? You get what I mean. My point is, um, is that like the tools are so easy to access and democratize. That, John Mayer. Like, th- there you go. People well, Lil Nas who X are, was a good, or originally was a version of that, right? Yeah, just, yeah. But people who are taking these tools to make something that is unique to them, that is not necessarily being asked for at the time, but finding the right audience for it such that it becomes super popular, even if at the time it's like, what is this even for? Sure. Video games offer that lane, and that is something that makes me really excited about the future of video games. We just keep getting more stuff like that because the tools are so easy to access. Right, because it's almost like, so like when someone makes a game, it's like, because I know music production and video production pretty well. It's like, because I remember if you wanted to make music, like it's like, did you have these old school production keyboards that had half right. the sounds that you wanted that you were hearing mm-hmm. on the thing? Then, yeah, exactly. Do you have that core? You got a Triton, you know? Like, yeah, you yeah, have exactly. all that core stuff. Triton, exactly. And then, but now you have more like, uh, effects packs that come out like you know sample like whatever VSTs that give mm-hmm. you certain keyboard sounds that you didn't have before is that how people are kind of making games too like where these are sort of like modular and you can kind of be like okay I need a little bit of this I need I need my version of massive for lack mm-hmm. of a better comparison to making like electronic music and so yeah. that I can use that for for the, the physics will be the game engine and then I can use these other things so it does feel like kind of like if you're savvy enough, there you there is a way to sort of like execute on like an idea because yeah just like those elements are just there versus years before it's like well do you have a 700 person team this is one of the last things i want to talk about and it's one of the things that wait hold on you just gonna cut the episode short (laughs) okay i don't know i guess for about like an hour or so but anyway go ahead this is this is the last thing you're going to talk about all right dad it's it's related This is the last fucking time I'm telling this you. This is the last right? fucking time. <laughs> Listen up, fuckwit. <laughs> Another question that Jack posed was about Disney throwing money at Epic. I'm trying to see where it was in here because I just like I saved a place for it. Cut all this. This is all bullshit. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Are you reading through my notes? No, 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 no. no. Cut no, all this. This is all Cut bullshit. All this. this is all <laughs> bullshit. Justin, you know which one I'm talking about. You know. Let's just yeah. let's just mute no, my channel. Okay. This is kind of going back to Fortnite and the Unreal Engine and all of and all of that and what you know they're creating with Fortnite. Disney just threw 1.5 billion dollars, which is about like a four to five percent stake in Epic. Why are they? That's doing wait, that? four, that's a four percent stake in Epic is one yeah. and a half. It might wow. be. It might be less, honestly. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know how much stuff is worth anymore. I'm like, it's, that's they, they are they are an enormous company. I know Shark Tank though. Yeah. And when you say yeah, if you said you if you came out 1.5 billy for four percent, I'd be like, <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's a huge. It it is a huge amount for not that big of a stake. But what Disney is getting out of that is this connection of their IP to things like Fortnite, the ability to use Unreal Five to help make movies, and just like this connection into a world that people are already in all the time now you've heard the term metaverse being thrown around so we much. love it don't we folks and yeah. like facebook wanted to make one blah 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 wanted to make one but they're it's not crazy that he got to it first and now like for so many people when they hear meta metaverse they're like they picture mark 
Zuckerberg with no yeah. legs, like a exactly. Mark Zuckerberg's little avatar floating around with no legs. Exactly. It's like, no, this is the future. This dude just like fucked it up in the mainstream. He just, he just completely <laughs> fucked it up. But it is funny how the branding of that kind of came to him because people don't think of Fortnite as the metaverse. But when you can be LeBron James or Sasuke from Naruto or Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn or Peter Griffin from gang, Family gang. Guy as hey, a character in Fortnite, that is the metaverse. When you yeah. and your friends are jumping into the Fortnite launcher and playing Fortnite, traditional Fortnite, Fortnite with no building, or a racing game developed by Psionics, the people who make Rocket League, or okay. they're playing a rhythm game developed by Harmonix, the people okay. who made Rock Band, okay. or they're making the survival crafting game in collaboration with Lego, right? all within one game, all within Fortnite. Fortnite is not trying to be like the best shooter. Fortnite is trying to be Nintendo. When your mom used to say, oh, are you playing that Nintendo? Fortnite is trying to be, oh, are you playing that Fortnite? Fortnite right, is kind of so is, many yeah. different games, and it kind of is now. Not only that, like Fortnite has their own tools built into the Fortnite engine for you to create your own game. Like If you open up Fortnite, you'll see the main games. Fortnite, Fortnite No Build, Lego Fortnite, Rocket Racing, Harmon, or um, it's, I can't remember what it's called. It's the rhythm game. It's like main stage or some shit like that. But then you have 15 or 16 other most popular user-created modes that you can just play that are completely different games all built within the Fortnite engine. Like Fortnite is, or rather Epic Games is using Fortnite as the tip of the spear for Unreal Engine 5 to show people what you can do with this tool. Right. They are the people who are building those games making money? Like are they taking... No. Uh, oh, that's Wait, can't you, can't you make money off of like a, a map? You can make money off of... I'm like a, you know you what, to be honest with you, I'm actually not sure. Okay. Because I'm not sure. I, I don't I, I don't know. Cut all this. Make... This is bullshit, Justin. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Check that. Because if you can make money off a of Fortnite map, that'd be interesting. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they're just user generated. And it's like if people are playing them, yes. Well, no, or... the only reason I know this is because there is a player at Arsenal in mm-hmm. the Academy. He's not like in the main team yet. He's like uh-huh. a teenager named Ruel Walters. And he like like they're like before he got signed his professional contract they're like this kid was already making money on Fortnite because he was wow. he made like a super popular map really yeah well there you go i mean like yeah. if that then if they're making i mean if kids are making money off that then that's even more awesome yeah but yeah. it's so, that so they're the engine that makes all of this creation possible exactly and they're and making a big chunk of the money but like the people who are going on there and being creative are able to like get some part of it he sure. said yeah. in this article in The Athletic, it's like, yeah, because of the creator code or whatever. Oh, that's he, different. Oh, what's that's that? That's different. Creator code is basically a way that you can say, this person brought me here. So if you enter a creator code when you're buying a skin on Fortnite, there's a little kickback to the creator who did that to you. So he's probably streaming on Twitch and said, use my creator code. And then had, when you buy skins, it's a kickback to me. He said 250 million people played his map in one week. That's fucking crazy that's awesome yeah. anyway that's so wild. i was just like yeah i i knew there was like some way but yeah maybe not in the yeah. official way sorry go on right no but still but that but that but that is a whole another thing that's that's just the it's just these little tools that like fortnite or epic games offers just within the fortnite engine where it's just like oh yeah use my code type in my name so that you kick back to me who you like to just buy whatever skin you're gonna buy right and right. sometimes those skins are actual people like i said lebron james or even random streamers 
who are you know part of the Daniel. Fortnite community such that me could you yeah so, well, could you imagine the most boring skin ever? I could. But then you have people like The Weeknd, and then you have Peter Griffin, and then you have Pickle Rick. You just have all of this IP that is within the world of Fortnite, so that you can be whoever you want in the world of Fortnite whenever you're playing any of those games. Right. Like that is what they're that is the world that they're creating that they're fostering. That is like it's it's it's, it's wild how like interchangeable thing. it can be, you know, because. There's so many times like I'll be playing a game. I'll be like, man, I wish there was just a Star Wars version of GTA. Right. Like, why can't I just have this look <laughs> right. like Star Wars? And their that game is coming out. Yep. But like with the flexibility of these other games, it's like, well, yeah, we we can already just map this IP onto it. It's like, yeah, yeah if you want to play it. like Stewie Darth- versus Peter Peter. Then exactly. fine. do it. There's Go a Darth off. Vader. There's a Darth Vader. There's a Luke Skywalker. There's an Anakin Skywalker skin in Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. It's so what have a lightsaber. So it sounds like. Obviously, there's like there's ease in which that people are being able to make games, and that's mm-hmm. you know AI has a certain hand into that. Is the, right. is like the main risk just like the voice acting stuff? Because that's the one thing I've saw consistently from like voice acting people who are like, get the fuck away from my gigs with yeah. AI because yeah. that is a huge huge earner for voice actors. It's a huge thing, and that was one of the things that I wrote down is what really worries me about AI. You know, my fears is the less human actors. If the AI is going to take over, there's no way you can script for it. Right now, it's kind of a meme that if you're thorough, you'll talk to an NPC until you're just hearing the same prompts over and over, and that means that you've exhausted all of the dialogue options in which you're, you know, the person right. you're talking to. Like, there's only so much that you can script with a real person. But for an actor who would then be kind of prompting an AI voice, you're going in doing one day of work, maybe even only like an hour of work, and then that AI prompt is then generating an infinite amount of responses forever. Right. And that's scary. That's scary. That's taking the human element out of the, the you know, the interaction side of video games. And that's something that's like kind of, you know, it's a bridge we're going to have to cross. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a contract that needs to be signed. It's going to need to be some sort of agreement that we have that's, that is, you know, how we kind of control this forthcoming storm that is AI actors being part of video games. Because that yeah. is real. That is very real what is going to happen. Yeah, right. It sounds like more and more, the more you describe it, it the more it reminds me of like the media kind of content economy 10 years ago on the internet where it's like it's very user driven and like it's like all all of these creative people who are somewhat anonymous are driving a lot of the innovation mm-hmm. and it's just like kind of a lot of them are doing it for the love of the game and that Literally. turned out well i think yeah. we you know now we have really great uh, websites full of top tier <laughs> user generated content and no it, it, it obviously went horribly wrong yeah. because nobody could like really figure out how to monetize that mm. and so they just like killed it i guess but so i, I don't know the difference I was, now. I was hopeful until i had that thought <laughs> i mean i'm sure it'll just continue innovating it's yeah it's it is one of the ideas that was thrown out in like in reading up on ai is like they're like well one of the problems we have with ai is that we don't have a body for this ai this art you know chat gpt to go walk out into the world and like start getting data and feedback like learning with its body and with its ability to move around in space Mm -hmm. so that was just another thing that occurred to me as we were talking it was like the NPC chat GPT model 
like in addition to being like a cool thing to play with, I could see that being prioritized by the companies, the AI companies, because that is something they're looking for is like something, some mechanism for it to like go out and interact in mm -hmm. the real world and like be able to kind of move around on oh, its own. And just get like free R&D. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, in these games, it's like, like a character out in this like open world. Exactly. Yeah, but this gonna come away thinking like uh, they believed I was African American due to the outsized use of racial slurs I hear from young gamers. It's like <laughs> I don't th that data right. set is gonna be fucking poison. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be bad. It's gonna be bad. Well, shit, uh, Daniel. I feel like yeah. we could keep talking about this for weeks. But, yes. Uh, thanks for coming on. That's my pleasure. Thank and you for having me. Making me less afraid of uh, all the gaming shit that I hear. What do you, like, I don't know what yeah. any of it means. Jack, <laughs> did you come out of this? Is there a game now that's obviously because you're you're up on on the Nintendo? We are you're up now. on it. Switch yeah. that bitch from Switch. That yeah, bitch from yeah, Switch. exactly. The bitch with the Switch. Yeah, no, I'm all of them. I'm, I mean, Power World. You know, I'm all, I'm gonna be <laughs> all over Power this shit. World. <laughs> Fort Fortnite, hell yeah, man, hell yeah. Fortnite. I mean, like, Fortnite, Fortnite's scary to me because I feel like I just like go in and get shot in the head like immediately. But if uh, like that, there are all these ver uh, derivations, like racing mm -hmm. games and stuff like that, is is intriguing to me. You'll mm -hmm. be like, yeah, we'll all be playing together, and you're like, can we not do the battle? Or can we just do like the the racing one, like, like, oh, guys. The racing's good. Racing, and then I try and it's shoot like you, Kart. LeBron. <laughs> 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 like, what? <laughs> you can't shoot me in this. This is the racing one. You said specifically. Hell yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dan, what a pleasure. Where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? I, I, I think the last time I was on the show, I said I am divorcing myself from social media entirely, but you can still find me on Instagram and Twitch at DJ underscore Daniel. Yeah. And I do have a piece of social media that I did want to share that I thought was really fucking funny, but I also wanted to share a actual game recommendation, something that I am enjoying personally that I think everybody who likes video games should play. It's on both PlayStation and it's on PC, and it's a game called Hell Divers 2. Now, that game is, if you've seen the movie Starship Troopers, it's that but a video game and with all of the humor wrapped in, in it. It's so great. You're going yeah. to different planets and spreading democracy by shooting bugs in the face. And it rules. Four-player PvE. It is great. Full stop. Great game. What can you download it on? You, on, on PlayStation. I mean, you, on the PlayStation Store, on Steam, wherever you want. Wow. It rules. It's so, Let's so good. Let's play that. And my piece of social media is from... <laughs> John Foley at 2008 Phil's P-H-I-L-Z. And it's the, it's the picture of Travis Kelsey yelling at Andy Reid right here. But the text above it is, hold on, hold on. Her sister was a witch, right? That was her sister, a princess, the Wicked Witch of the East, bro. You're going to look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? I'm wrong? She wore a crown and came down in a bubble, dog. <laughs> Classic. That was a wild moment. I love, I fucking love that. That's one of my favorite Love bits Trav. of internet content. Yeah. So anyway, Miles, where can people find you? What's the work media you've been enjoying? Find me on the at base platforms at Miles of Gray. Hell, even on PlayStation Network, where Let's I occasionally go. pop up now and then in between my parental duties. Um, <laughs> and also find Jack and I on our basketball podcast, Miles and Jack on Mad Boosties. Or if you come to the Atlanta headquarters of iHeart Podcast, you will see posters up on the wall, which is. 
really fucking nice. That's to see. Miles and Jack. I'm um, that's cool. Miles and Jack Hell yeah. Um, what else? Also, find uh, me on 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexander talking about 90 Day Fiance. Okay. A tweet I like. I do like a tweet. It's from Jesse Dugan. And this tweet is very interesting because it just it, it, look it's it's from the Super Bowl, so forgive me for the delay here on this this yeah, entire. We're, we're but, a week after the Super Bowl, and we are giving right. you that Super Sorry, Bowl content. That's Have right. to because there's there's a photo of Reba McIntyre about to go to the Super Bowl. She's wearing a fur jacket and cowboy boots, and her tweet was "boots with the fur." Hashtag Super Bowl, blah blah blah. And then Jesse Dugan tweeted. Okay, this is the first time I've considered that the boots themselves did not have the fur. And yeah, I think the 187,000 people that liked it were also that's like, so fun. holy oh, shit, we were thinking with of fur. The fur. With the, the yeah. fur. But is it just wearing your boots with the fur coat? Right. Anyway, we love, we love a bit of simple breakdowns of, wow. of the lyrics. So, yeah, shout out to you. Damn. Am I going to have to do a Super Bowl tweet, too? No. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A work of media I've been enjoying the the latest episode. Uh oh, mm-hmm. he's he's melting down, folks. Abe Epperson. Uh oh, <laughs> the latest the latest Epperson. <laughs> uh, work of media I've been enjoying the latest episode of Las Culturistas Ooh. sister podcast is has Tina Fey on it, mm-hmm. or may, it's probably the second most recent by now. Yeah. By the time you hear it, good one. Great to hear from Tina Fey again. Mm-hmm. Great episode. Tina Fey is just, yeah, just uh, like fits right in, just hops right into the double dutch and knows all the references, is media obsessed, and it's just a lot of fun to hear Matt and Bowen and Tina Fey uh, kick it around. So you can go check that out. On the, the, I don't uh, think so, honey. Woo! So good. That was good. Yeah. That was really good. She's like, Fucking you can't ether. say your honest ether. opinion. Ether. God is ass. What did she say? She's like, your new friends are Mickey Mouse, yeah, Ariana Grande, and Elmo. Yeah. And Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So her, I don't think so, honey, was like that so he can't so basically say he can't say his honest opinion on movies so anymore. Yeah, dude, honesty is a luxury for the world. Yeah. Honesty is a luxury and something like about when you're how popping, it's like not worth it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Man, it's like, no, when it's honesty is expensive. That? I think that's what it is. Honesty is expensive. Honesty, honesty is, is expensive. expensive. Yeah, that's yes. what it is. So, well, that's a lesson we'll learn one of these days, I'm sure. Yes. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song you think people might enjoy? I think, well, look, I'm I'm feeling, like, like I said, I'm an old head. And I was thinking about Timbaland and Magoo, you Ooh. know? Love to love you. Love to love to love ya, love ya, love ya. Anyway, I just heard a remix on SoundCloud that was just like, sometimes people do remixes that just give a song a whole new way of like, like a new bounce to it that you really weren't seeing. And this is it. It's by Mike Nasty. And it's just called Love to Love, like in the song, but that's L-U-V, the number two, then L-U-V. It's a SoundCloud only joint. So you're going to have to go on SoundCloud like like us real backpackers so you can find that real shit. Uh, but it's dope. This is Love to Love by Mike Nasty, the Timbaland Magoo remix. Of we will link off to it in the footnotes. Oh, no. so you can go right there. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending. And we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Peace. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Turbocharge your customer experience results with Nice CX-1. Now you can rapidly scale extraordinary CX with the power of the cloud. Nice CX-1 is the most complete customer experience cloud platform and is trusted by thousands of organizations around the globe. With CX-1, you can deliver frictionless self-service as well as top-notch digital and agent-assisted interactions. Get cloud-powered CX at scale. Learn more at nice.com. That's nice.com. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.